Okay, what do you think? Who wants the easy points? Why is talking to the dead common? What? Oh, good. It's one of the ways we deal with grief. That's why you want to talk to your aunt, because you missed her. Ooh, excellent. Good. Good. Why did you go? Why did you leave me alone? That does fit in with grief. Sophie, you had one. And, uh, that's a good, it's a good one. Closure. Oh, excellent. The psychological need to put a period on this. Good answers. Yeah. Excellent. So they reach out. They know they want to break up with that boyfriend, but it's so much easier if you, you're dead. Yeah, good. Yeah. You know what? He's just the worst. The spirits say. The spirits say he's terrible. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Good. Now, these take a few forms. And so I'm going to look at some of the forms they take in modern society and pull them back to now. So the first is vampires. Now, of course, you know what vampires are, right? No. Yeah, so they go out in the sun and they sparkle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What do vampires do? They, they suck your blood, right? And what happens if they suck your blood and you die as a result of it? You become a vampire, and then you go around haunting, or not haunting, that's the wrong word, but seeking out other people to eat. It's going to be super tasty. So where does this come from? Where does this come from? Well, for starters, before we get into the kind of where it comes from, uh, some of the Eastern European ways of dealing with this, because this is an Eastern European thing. So both of these pictures come from Poland. Both of them happened after a cholera outbreak. What do you see happening here? These are post-death. So they've done this to their loved one's bodies. Good, good. It's a brick. A big old fat brick kept in their mouth. That would stop them from eating other people. They, you can't suck people's blood with a brick in your mouth. So that's the first one. Have any of you read Dracula? You know, in the book Dracula, you, you kill the vampire by uh, cutting off their head and putting flowers in there. No, garlic in their mouth. Yeah. The crucible. No, that's good. Yeah, so hysteria, other people being worried about this kind of thing. Good. Uh, the one on the right is a sickle. So sharp, 
knife-like object placed over the neck of the dead person. So if they try to get up, uh, off comes their head. Which I guess is nicer than just chopping off the head of your dearly loved one. Now, why does this happen? What, what, are they, what are they thinking? You could see it a little bit here. Now, both of these come from the same gravesite, the same large area. Um, in both these cases, they believe that a cholera epidemic was going on at the same time. So the first person dies and then their loved one dies, and then another loved one dies, then another, and another, and another, until, you know, we look back and we're like, well, it's a disease and it's spreading. But they looked around and they're like, what's happening? How come the rest of them are all dying? Well, it's because the first one is coming back and killing the rest. So you'd go through with your whole family and do things like this. Vampirism is one of the oldest ones. Like, we're going to talk about zombies and we're going to talk about ghosts, but vampirism is one of the oldest uh, simply because it makes a lot of logical sense. When a body starts to decompose, um, your gums recede, which makes it look like you have sharper canines. Um, gross fluids start to come up and kind of out of your mouth. It looks like blood. It's not actually blood. It's other things, but... Like, oh, look, they've been eating the others, and that's why this has happened. And they get kind of bloated and pale, of course. Um, and I won't go into too much detail of why that happens. But when they dug the people up, they were like, oh, well, this is what's happening. And so you cut off your you know, favorite aunt's head and shove her mouth full of a big brick. It's disturbing. All right, now, our version of it, though, comes back from Transylvania. So Transylvanian folklore has a lot of vampires in their, in their history. They, this is a folk belief that lots of them had. And there was this dude who was writing a book. His name was Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker, he wrote Dracula. And when he saw this castle, that's when he decided that this castle was the perfect place for his vampire. So in it, his vampire, like Dracula in the book, he can crawl all over walls. He can turn himself into a bat. He can do everything except cross open water. He can only cross open water if he has a little bit of his home soil, like the soil from his graveyard there. So the plot of the book is that he is spreading the soil from his castle all over Europe so that he can move from place to place and, you know, kill all these people. And the main character has to stop him. But there's scenes where he crawls out the windows and crawls all over. It's a sheer drop. You see how this, this is perfect? And he hears those stories. He's like, I'm setting my vampire here. Then he hears the dude who used to live here. His name was Vlad. They call him Vlad the Impaler. What he used to do is uh, when the Ottoman Empire was invading Europe, they were invading through his territories. And so he would do things like 
take his enemies, put them on pikes, and let them sit and you know slowly suffer and die. That's why they call him Vlad the Impaler. So he was brutal and nasty. His aunt used to take um, young ladies, like most of you in here, and uh, murder you and then bathe in your blood because it thought it kept she thought it kept her eternally young. So when when Bram Stoker hears this story, he's just like, okay, this is Dracula. And this is where he gets the name, and this is where he gets the castle, this is where he gets the idea. So all of our ideas of, in the United States, in Europe, we mostly come from the book Dracula. But it has some roots in Bram Stoker's stories. He's like, wait, they believe what? This is awesome. And he turns it into a book. Hey, questions, vampires, are you good? Okay, let's talk then about zombies. Zombies are good fun. So we know that the Greeks believed in some kind of zombie thing because they buried people like this. So look at this. Why would we, how could we extrapolate that? How could we sit and be like, oh, they must have believed in vampires because they covered the dead with rocks. What? Perfect. Yeah, they're pretty sure that they covered the, the graves with rocks when they thought the person was going to come back to life. So they cover them with rocks to keep them down. Some of my indigenous friends here in the western United States, they still bury some of their dead face down. So if they come back to life and start trying to dig out, they dig down into the earth instead of up where they can get the rest of us. Nice, right? Hey, but most of what we think about zombies, the modern zombie comes from Haiti. So who, who's up on their Haitian history? Who can remind the rest of us what happened in Haiti? Where are they from? What's their religion? You don't remember? No? Okay, tons of slaves in Haiti because they were growing uh, um, sugar cane. So they brought lots of people over from Africa. But in Haiti, unlike in most countries, they had a rebellion, they had a slave revolt. The only successful slave revolt in the history of the world. They rose up, they overthrew their old owners and they set up their own country. So what was the kind of slave culture uh, became the predominant culture. So they have this religion called Vodun. In Africa comes over, you've heard it called voodoo because that's its kind of mixture. Some Christianity in this ancient African religion called Vodun where they worshiped a god named Vodun who lived in this mountain in Africa. So this is where it comes from, which you already know from Princess and the Frog. So there's three theories on the origins of zombies. And I put them in order of least entertaining to most entertaining for us, because I, I could have been scholarly about it, but I don't care. I, I wanted to be entertaining instead. So theory one is that the slaves felt like zombies. They were enslaved. They couldn't live their own best life. And so they felt like zombies. They were sad. And so that's the origin of the zombies. 
Option two is a little more interesting. They thought, and there's this, there's some professors who believe this thoroughly, but they're English professors, so, and they're not historians, they're not. Uh, so historians are like, yeah, we don't have enough evidence for this. It sounds compelling, but we don't have evidence to prove this is true. Uh, there's some evidence that the overseers would threaten their workers. So if you won't work for me, we'll just kill you and we'll use your body in your place. Or if you kill yourself, it won't even stop it. We'll just bring you back and make you keep working. That's theory two. Now, theory three is my favorite, personally. There's a thing called bokor, which we would call zombie powder. A mixture of different uh, chemicals, different things, different herbs, special herbs and spices, that when if it's given to a person, it, in small doses, it causes confusion. They have difficulty walking. They have difficulty thinking. They have difficulty breathing, right? So they're kind of lumbering around going, oh. uh. But if you give it to them in a higher dose, it can cause a coma that looks very much like death. And there's actually, in the medical journal, The Lancet, which is like the top medical journal, there's stories of three people that they faked their deaths using this zombie powder. And so they were supposed to be dead and then they were back to life all of a sudden. So the third theory is that some of the zombie powder might have been the origins of the zombies. I gotta get me some of that. Although the closer we get to the end of the school, the more I'm thinking that some of my students have been using it. The zombie powder, like, oh, let me shuffle to class. <laughs> right, okay. How, what does this reveal about our culture, though? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you a clip. It's a Studio C sketch that, that's just perfect to illustrate what we're talking about. Um, and I'll see what you make of it. So the question is there on your paper, what does our fascination with zombies say about us? What do we think? So here you go. Hopefully. You're watching The Walking Dead. Everybody listen up! Now we've dealt with these walkers for a long time. We've lost a lot of good people. But I met someone who I feel is the ultimate zombie survivor. He's gonna teach us a few things. Terry, come on up. Hey guys, I'm Terry. Here to teach you everything I know about surviving walkers. It's pretty simple. Move out of the way. What do you mean? Um, exactly what I said. 
Just, uh, I hear one coming and I move out of the way. But with how many guns? Uh, no guns, actually. I just use my healthy legs to move faster than a half-rotted stumbling corpse. Boo! That ain't no solution! Quiet, Maggie! Now, I know it's complicated, but hear them out. It's not. Okay, look, these guys are slow, dumb, loud, and move about as gracefully as a baby doe on a trampoline. My wife was killed by a baby doe on a trampoline. That's a good point. When, when a walker appears, just go ahead and walk briskly in the other direction. Or just walk at a normal pace in the other direction. Seriously, it's that easy. At what point do I fall on the ground and cower like a child? That's a good question. I would uh, not do that. So? If you accidentally fall down, you could crawl away. You can literally crawl faster than these guys can move. What about when they sneak up on you? How are they uh, sneaking up on you? I'm. What? You just see them coming? Guys, honestly, a screaming cow walking over a floor made of Fritos would be quieter than a walker. My brother was killed by a screaming cow in a Frito factory. What is wrong with your family? What do you do when you're in a house searching for supplies and a bunch of them corner you? That is actually a good question. Before entering a house, use your ears. If you hear loud gurgling moaning, shut the door and move on. Seriously, these terrifying monsters don't even know how to open doors. What about when you think you hear something in front of you, and so you keep looking ahead while slowly moving backwards into a dark part of a room without looking behind you? Been there Guys, times. look, it's not very hard. Step one, listen for walkers. Step two, if you hear one coming, walk away. Good? Not good. What's step three? You with your fancy talk and lack of pit stains makes me think that... Prime example, does anybody hear that? Don't interrupt me when I'm angrily not being aware of my surroundings. This nonsense about moving out of the way is a waste of time. Seriously, nobody hears anything. These walkers are stealthy, as silent as the grave from whence they came. He is practically bleeding on you. Even I, with my finely tuned senses, can't always discern when a walk. Sweet blue jeans! Walker! Ah. Ah. Form up! Tight circle! Engage on my ah. tail! Got to be kidding no. me. Okay. No. You're done. You're done. All right. All right. Now follow me. There you go. Good boy. Come on. Come on. There you go. This is right? Everybody still watching? All right. And now. It's that easy. Black magic. No. It's the will to survive. They're just dumb and frail. At the rate that they have decayed, they could impale themselves on a dandelion covered in fabric softener. My son was murdered by a dandelion covered in Sir, how have you survived the apocalypse? I can't even. What a strange dude. Come on, everyone. Let's go ruin another settlement. I'm just gonna grab a quick snack. Oh, oh, no, no. What themes do you notice? Because you really think about it, that's like every zombie movie ever. Good. So we have. So the zombies are really stupid, but they're coming for us. So we're really smart. They're really stupid.
So in our society, we admire being clever and thinking things through. Excellent, Emma, good. What other themes do you see? You know, we love, we love watching somebody with a big ego fall apart. Like that, that's just our favorite. We love watching the Hollywood people. We love watching the politicians. Because here we are, we're the normal people. We're not so egotistical and our lives don't fall apart like that. Right? Our marriages last longer than a Hollywood marriage. We don't break up by text. So it's a it's a way it is it's a it's a pride thing, good. We we really do admire the common sense, and we have less sympathy for those that don't have it. That's why in every murder movie, right, like every horror movie, the the person goes upstairs or downstairs or whatever by themselves goes into the dark space and every time you're like what are you doing you're going to be the first to die and then they are and you're like okay yeah I called it and then she does it exactly good others Yeah. Oh, good. Like, you start fighting anybody, and there's somebody who's like, oh, wait a minute, that's not fair. That's what, that's, like, Indiana Jones, I don't know if you knew this, he always fought Nazis. And then when he got older, they had him fight communists. And some Russians were super upset that now the communists were the bad guys, that Russians are bad. And, you know, but zombies are safe. It's OK to not like zombies. So it is a safe bad guy. That's, that's a good point. Go ahead. Many, many, many a, a treatise has been written about our, this, this is our equivalent of the, I'm not this one, obviously, but the ones they're parodying, it's, it's our equivalent of the Roman gladiators, right? Watch, watching people fight and stay alive and whatever. Go ahead, Easton. Oh, good. Yeah, we have our, our whole hero thing going on here. Awesome. Let me just add, there's a survival of the fittest thing. Like, clearly the one dude is more fit to survive than the, you know, one whose whole family is dead. That's true. This dark version of the future has become super popular. 
like, oh yeah, everything's gonna fall apart and everybody's gonna die and whatever. Personally, I'd rather die than live in their world. Yeah. I, the problem is the punishment is that you're still alive. I don't know. <laughs> That's not really true. I'd have tons of canned food. I'd be hiding. I'd be one of the people that they find in the basement. You know what I mean? The one lone survivor. That's, we all found out during COVID what we'd be like, right? Like I was pretty content to hide inside. And then there you go. Okay, ghost is the last one. What, what's the deal with the ghost? So there's not a lot of ghosts. Ghosts are one of the oldest ones, and they're almost universal. Almost everybody believes, not almost every, almost every culture has some kind of spirits of the dead thing going on. So here's another, turn to your neighbor. Why do you think ghosts are a thing? Why, why is that so prevalent in the world? What do you think? Okay, what do you think? What? Yeah, Sophie. We're explaining things we don't understand. I like that. They're what? They're real. They're real. So we've seen them. They're just fun. It's just good. We're just going to tell stories about them. So it fits with our beliefs. So to go with Kaylee's comment, this fits with what we, what we believe happens. Okay? So the culture believes that a spirit lives on, and so this is confirmation of, of this for a lot of people. Good. I, I have a comment about that in a sec. Oh, good. The, the biggest fear would be vanishing. So it removes some of that fear of the unknown. Now, here's, here's my comment. This is, this is interesting. In the United States, the most prevalent belief is that spirits are somehow trapped here because they, didn't, they weren't able to move on. 
because they had some kind of unfinished business. Well, there's movies about it. There's whatever about it. Interestingly, though, while a lot, like if I, if I previewed tons of Americans, I would find that lots of them previewed, interviewed, I'd find lots of them believe that. But if I checked their like religious beliefs, that's not what they believe at all. So why is there a juxtaposition between this? Why do people believe what they don't profess to believe? What's the, what's the story here? So it's the tragedy of a life cut short. That to us is the worst thing ever. Where in like the Victorian era, it's just what you expected. It just reminded me of a line from one of my favorite musicals. Number one cause of death in the 1800s was January. <laughs> Spirited, if you guys, did you guys see Spirited? If you like musicals, it was so good. Some of you are looking at me like, musicals no what's wrong with you Crawford no other thoughts okay good 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 now let me kill this <laughs>